My friend is here. Our friend. One of the smartest white men on this side of heaven. Might be the smartest. In all honesty, except for the great white hope, they're in competition. Donald Trump and Bill Lockwood. Bill Lockwood is a writer at American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, a radio host, teacher in Wichita Falls, Texas, and preacher at Our Part Church of Christ. And I am looking forward to talking to Bill today about the election. And I'll get to your calls about the upcoming election. I have no idea. When is the election? One week, Tuesday. One week from today? <laughs> oh, okay. Bill, good morning. Good morning, Jesse Lee. How are you today? All is well, sir. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, uh, it's, it's cold here and it's icy, but uh, we're... I'm just happy to be here with you today. Oh, so it's cold in Texas, huh? It's a little chilly here. Yeah. I noticed this morning it was like 53 degrees, and it felt like it was snowing. Well, we have a little bit of ice here. I didn't know that it would snow in Los Angeles. It doesn't. It just felt like it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It was 53 <laughs> degrees. So anytime it goes past 60, it's cold in L.A. So, yeah. Bill... Uh, what's your feeling about the election? Oh, I want to ask this first. The, uh, sure. the last night they uh, swore in uh, um, Amy Barrett for U.S. Supreme right. Court, taking Ruth uh, Ginsburg position there. She did. What's your opinion about that? Well, I, I am really appreciative of it. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett. I think she's a, a great selection. I think that uh, she's she's um, a conservative. She's a as a matter of fact, she wants to follow the the Constitution, and so I I appreciate the the strict uh, construction that she places upon the Constitution. You know, the the main problem that we've had in America is that the left does not like the Constitution as written. They want always to bend it and twist it and discard it and just take things where they want to go. So they come up with this idea called a living constitution, which really means there's the constitution is irrelevant to any issue today. And so they just make decisions based upon their desire and their will and, and what the left wants and has nothing to do and no basis in constitutional law. And that's, a, but that is exactly what Amy Coney Barrett is not about. She's a strict constructionist. You know, the Founding Fathers put into place a manner by which we can change the laws if we need to, and that is through the amendment process. But the left is not satisfied with that. They don't like that. They want to rule by mob rule, yeah. and they want to use the bench to do it to push their agenda. So I'm really happy about her. Amazing. So help me out because I have two concerns about her. Number one, she okay. has seven children. Married with seven children, and she refused to stay home and raise her children. And it's a, a normal thing for a woman who is married to raise children at home and not be at work trying to be like a man, right? And number two is they asked her about George Floyd and, and this, um, this terrorism attack upon America by the blacks. And she said mm -hmm. that she felt... I don't know exactly how, she, I'm not quoting exactly how she said, but she said she has two black children, and it was something like it was hard on them, and she had to explain it to them being black. That threw me off because 
white people who are sympathizing with black people being so raw, it concerns me if something like that should come up in the courts. Um, oh, she said she cried with her 17-year-old black daughter and her son. I'm concerned about that. Well, you know what? I'm concerned about that, too. I don't, I don't uh, appreciate that. You know, that just shows the, uh, the force of political correctness in our country that it has changed. Uh, you, you, we can't even talk straight about it, as you do. But, you know, the, the sad part about it is, is the black community, such as the George Floyd representative, is completely out of control. Yeah. Look what's happening right now today in Philadelphia. Yeah. Here's, you have a, a man that had wielded a knife, got shot, and the whole city erupts. You know that we have the black community is is out of control, and it's it's very sad that we would that we would make differences or comments such as that she made regarding it. You know, but uh, we're not telling the truth on the subject, and I'm I I am worried about that. I do I do think that that's a concern. Yeah, um, what is it? Um, she also said. Well, I'm not sure if she said that, so I can't repeat that. Well. I have noticed that the only purpose for most black people, not all, not all, not all, but most black people on earth today is to be used for destruction. I've noticed that anytime you want to destroy, you rent black people, they are too happy to do it. But if you want to build for the good, they are not around. You, you have to get white people to build and hire black people to destroy. How did black people get to that point? Because they're not good for anything that's of good, that's of God. How did they get to this point? Well, in my view, Jesse, that the minority communities as a whole, especially the black community, has been exploited by the socialists in our nation, such as the Franklin Roosevelt's and particularly uh, Lyndon Johnson who himself just boldly said that he was going to have all the blacks voting Democrat forever. And that's basically what he did. So they take a a Republican-based black community from the 1940s and 50s, and and by the 1960s, they had switched it completely to a, a complete Democrat stronghold in the black community. But they did that through socialism, which is LBJ's legacy, socialism, which didn't work as far as what it was supposed to do, and that is to assist people. But what it did do was very successful in what he really wanted to be done, and that is to cause huge blocks of minorities to vote Democratic and then put a a lock on the Democratic stronghold in Washington, D.C. That's what socialism does, and I think people need to awaken to that fact that socialism actually turns people into into voting blocks and and really disenfranchises them from from the the freedoms that we've had in the past and so and makes them just marching uh, goose stepping to whatever the whatever the left wants them to do. That is so true. But look like at some point the blacks will have common sense. Common sense will kick in at some point, and they would say, you know, there's something wrong with this. Because last night, you mentioned that incident in, in Philadelphia, right? And it looked as right. though the cops, this black guy was chasing after the cops with a knife or something. And as a result, he was killed. At some point, 
the blacks would say, you know what? This man was wrong. The cops were right. They're looking at what's happening. How come the blacks don't have common sense to stop defending wrongdoing and stand up for what is right at some point? You know what? That's a, that's a good point, Jesse. As a matter of fact, I always say to people, you know, a lot of young people grow up with without fathers in the home, as you know, as as, as you did, and they and they're angry in life, and they go through the the twenties, and uh, they have a lot of issues because they didn't have a a good family at home with a mother and father yeah. at home. Uh, but at but some point in their lives, they become personally responsible for their own behavior and their own actions and their own attitudes. And that is because they have to come to God and Christ and recognize that the problem is in themselves. Yeah. And that's what, that's yeah. really the truth of the matter. And so you're right about that. I mean, on the left, I say socialism has really brainwashed the entire blocks of people. That's true. But nevertheless, people are responsible for what has happened to them. And people ought to awake, awaken to the facts that you point out. Yeah, it's amazing to see it because even if I was on pot, I would know at some point I can't keep burning down people's businesses. I can't keep killing and attacking and robbing and going after the police and doing all the wrong stuff. George Floyd was on drugs. He was high as a kite. And yet there's no yeah. mention of it. It just seemed like the blacks are so far gone. They're so turned away from God that they don't even know he exists. So... Hopefully in a turnaround at some point, and then the white people need to start speaking up and telling the truth. Well, you know what? If, if, as long as we continue to divide our country and discuss about blacks and whites as far as, as, far as such as what happened with George Floyd and the black community, you, you know what? We, we, continue to, we continue to play into that narrative, you know, that the blacks are the, I mean, such as Amy, I'm thinking about Amy Coney Barrett in her comments, you know, how sad it was for her children that are black children. Well, why would that be? Yeah. I mean, he's asking them to identify, number one, with blackness first. And that's what people are doing in our country. They're identifying with race first before anything else. Yeah. And that's that's eating up the churches, too. There are black preachers, there are black uh, black people in the churches, and they themselves identify with blackness first. So it doesn't matter if a Barack Obama is a communist, if he's a socialist, if he's ungodly, if he wants homosexual marriage, if he, it doesn't matter. The, the people who are claiming to be Christians, but they're black, they say, well, we're going <laughs> to vote for Obama first because they identify with blackness before any kind of moral base. And yeah. that's a sad state of affairs. Yeah. And, and we need to awaken from brainwashing, too. You're right about that. Amy Bear adopted children are not even from this country. They're from some other asshole country, right? And why would they identify with George Floyd? They don't know him. They had never heard of him. They have no feelings about what happened. But she pretends like, as you just said, just because they're black, they're all the same. And it's just not true. And it just doesn't make right. sense. Somebody needs to stop this stuff. Well, you know what? I, as I grew up, I'm from Chandler, Arizona, as you know, and my father left when I was in seventh grade, and my mom raised us, uh, all three of us children, my, myself, my, my sister Christy, my brother Scott, and one of the, one of the men of the congregation, uh, we, you know, mom was always faithful to the congregation, to the church. We went Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That was not even a question. 
But one of the men in the congregation was a black man, and he really took me under his wing and helped me a lot. And uh, through my teenage years, and uh, really uh, mentored a lot with me, and and uh, so that. But but you know what? I had no I had no feelings of black, white, or anything like that. That yeah. that issue was not even raised. Yeah, I didn't even uh, think in those terms until we come to the, the times of uh, adulthood, in which now all of a sudden that's some kind of a big issue. So. Uh, it's pretty sad, really, to think that way, that that's what we've come to. Yeah, it was like that for me, too, growing up in Alabama, on a plantation, under the Jim Crow laws. I never heard the term the black community. I never heard the term racism. I never heard right. um, when it was about America, it was about all of us. We weren't separated based on color and all that crap. And... Uh, it was better for the blacks then than it is now. They have all the freedom in the world now to do what they want. And instead of making good of that, they've gone out of control. I got a, um, someone want to know from you, they said, how does Bill feel about having all them kids and working? How you feel about Amy Barrett being a, a wife and a mother of seven kids and instead of being home, uh, watching over the man's children, she's at work, and the man's sitting at home sometimes watching and cooking and ironing and carrying on. You know what? We make all of us make decisions in life, and sometimes those decisions uh, are poor decisions. And uh, you know, for example, if we decide that we want to ha live a certain lifestyle, then we work two jobs. The husband works two jobs. The wife works two jobs. We live a certain lifestyle, but the children are the ones that suffer because they don't receive yeah. the nurturing and caring. So even though I applaud her for her achievements in the in the secular world, the, the number one goal and the number one role of a mom and father is uh, is to raise the children and bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Yeah. So if, if we're not getting that done, if we're not getting that done, then we are failures as parents. She said that... Uh... When she was a kid, she was uh, she had some competition with a guy in a classroom or something, and her father told her as a little girl that anything a boy can do, a girl can do better. And I think her father, <laughs> I think that's when she got that idea. Her father set her up to not be a wife and a mother, but to compete with men. Yeah. Well, you, you know, our, our entire society is 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 twisted in their logic on this because <laughs> that is the politically correct thing to say. The, the truth of the matter is the, the woman has strengths that a man does not have. And one of those strengths is in the rearing and nurturing of children in the home. Yeah. A man also has strengths that a woman does not have in leadership, in positions in society that in, in physical things that a woman cannot do. But they're, they're, they're not the same. Right. And there are certain roles that God has given each. And if we ignore those roles, just as in the churches, that we're seeing this in the same thing in the churches. So many people today say, well, a woman should be able to do whatever a man <laughs> does in a country. What, what, well, then we're just going to throw the New Testament out because in the New Testament we have men who are to be elders in the congregations, First Timothy chapter 3 and Titus chapter 1. And it's not women. Furthermore, men are the ones who are speaking in, in public, and that's exactly what First Corinthians chapter 14 tells, yeah. that the woman is to be silent in the assembly. But we, 
We ignore all of that. And we just go on and say a woman can do whatever, and we tell, our, we tell ourselves that the Bible makes no difference, that that's simply a time culture thing, and that therefore we have to, no obligation to follow it. But that's where that takes us, and the Bible shows us that there are different roles for each in, in the congregation as well as in the family. Yeah, it's amazing. I want to ask, with all these um, this mail-in ballots, the rhinos and the never Trumpers, Trumpers in this election cycle, what is uh, your outlook on this election? Well, I, you know, I'm concerned. Uh, I'm concerned simply because uh, I, I know that there's a lot of uh, uh, enthusiasm generated for Donald Trump, but I, at the same time, I'm a realist in the sense that, and I hope I'm not pessimistic with it, but you have the entire media conglomerate in, in the tank for, for Joe Biden. You have the entire academia in the tank for Joe Biden. You have entertainment industry, the sports industry in the tank for the left. So you have everything that is, that is uh, seen as a, a popular culture. Our entire popular culture is in the tank for the left. And so I am concerned about it because people are, we're brainwashed, not simply the black community, but so many people are brainwashed to think that it's the government's job to take care of us, to give us the uh, retirement, to give us our uh, social security, to give us everything that we need, our unemployment, to give us all the things that we, that we need, and that's the government's job. It's not the government's job. And as, as particularly the federal government, as set up by founders, it's not the federal government's job to do those things, even though that's what they have transgressed and are now doing. Yeah. Nevertheless, since that has come about, we so I, I am concerned about the election simply because of that. It's it's I think it's going to be a fight. So I don't know. I'm I am a little bit ambivalent about it, to tell you the truth. Amazing. And I noticed that East Side believe that they are right, like the people on the left. Even in my own blood family member, when I talk to them, they are convinced that they are right about Joe Biden. He's the best. He's going to, you know, they should vote for him. Uh, and they believe that Donald Trump is totally wrong. And I'm like, and I asked him, well, what did he do wrong? What is it that you don't like about him? He's a liar. He just lies all the time. What did he lie about? <laughs> They can't really tell you what he lied about, but they're convinced because they listen to the liberal media that uh, Joe Biden is better for the country than uh, uh, Donald Trump, the great white hope. It's mind-blowing how convinced they are. What about Joe Biden's bold-faced lies? In the last debate, he, had, he told one after the other his whole debate strategy was to lie whether it be about hunter biden's laptop and a russian a, a russian strategy to to overthrow his uh, campaign uh, that's that's ludicrous that's stupid but that's the position that they're taking out loud and publicly i think what a really ridiculous they think we're all idiots i guess that's whose signature is on that from the whole from leaving this his laptop in that computer shop that's hunter biden's it's his pictures on the laptop. It's his laptop. It's his signatures on it. And that's all his material. They haven't denied it at all. The Biden campaign hasn't denied it. And yet Biden gets up there and flat-footedly lies about the whole thing being a, a Russian operative campaign to overthrow his, his campaign for presidency. It's just, that was one lie. How, then the lies about not, uh, fracking, he's, he has lied 
I, I don't know how many times this week he's tried to backtrack all of that. So, well, no, I don't. I'm not going to ban fracking. He said he would, but it's on recording. I think Sean Hannity's played a bunch of them on his on his uh, show where he's gone on and said he's going to ban fracking. Kamala Harris is going to ban fracking. They want to get us off the oil-based industry. They want to change it. That's in the Democratic Party platform. Yet he comes out and says, well, no, I'm not going to ban fracking. I, well, which time did he lie? That's the only issue here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my. I don't know if you people know Joe Biden is lying because they tend to watch the liberal media like CNN and MSNBC and all that. So, And those people are not showing what Joe Biden and his son has been accused of. So I don't know if the liberal voters even know about that. They probably don't. And, you know, I, I, even on Fox News, they have several liberal commentators, the Donna Brazil and, and, and Juan Williams. Good grief. I mean, <laughs> after the debate, I thought, here comes Juan Williams. He says, well, I think that uh, Joe Biden made a big point in uh, your tax returns. You show your tax returns. I thought, really, is this what is going on here where we're interested in the tax returns. We have foreign influence. We have communist influence. We have millions and billions of dollars flowing through the Biden campaign. We have a communist orientation. We have the, the Democratic Party platform that's going to remove us from an oil-based, petroleum-based economy. They tell us we're going to get off of that. And all, they, all the left can say is, and, and after the Hunter Biden thing came up in the debate, and he lied about it right there, and everybody knew he was lying about it. That at least uh, who's at least in the know about Hunter Biden, and and then yet Juan Williams will say well, he made a big point when uh, when he asked for his tax returns. Ah, I was like, that that's penny ante stuff. We're talking about the overthrow of our nation and the and the complete goose stepping. As a matter of fact, right now, because of Amy Coney Barrett last night being put on the Supreme Court. The left is coming out and say, we're, we are going to stack the Supreme Court. Yeah. They want to change the fundamental nature of our government, yeah. of our economy, of the way we live, of how we live. They want to change it all, all because of their doctrine that they cannot prove a doctrine regarding global climate change. That's, that is ludicrous. <clears throat> and yet we want to talk about tax returns. I, I don't know. I, I just think people are, mm-mm. <laughs> who, who is the greatest liar, Obama, lying crooked Hillary, or uh, this guy Joe Biden? You know what? They all, in order to be in the Democratic Party, you have to learn to lie. <laughs> and you have to learn to lie because you have to say, well, we care about people. So, for example, even the common ordinary person, they say, well, the border, we've got, we, we need to have the borders open because look at all those children in cages and so forth. I say, okay, how many children have you adopted? How many of those children have you taken into your home and you adopt and you take care of? Well, no, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. We're not going to, well, all they're doing is saying that I, they, they're saying I am the one who's cold hearted and unloving because I, I don't want to take care of those children. And yet they, they they don't want to take care of those children either. Right. They don't want they don't want people coming up in here. I, you just have to you have to crisscross yourself on so many lanes in order to be a Democrat and get confused in your thinking. I, I have no, I don't know. I don't have any respect for some of those, especially the leaders of the Democratic Party who just who are so far fetched in their in their immorality and they. And here's another thing: in the Democratic Party platform, they have 
immor- immorality just built into the system. Yeah. The abortion, homosexual marriage, they have it right in there. So why would a person who even names the name of Jesus Christ want to even be on the side of the Democrats at all. Now, here's what's happening, though, and a lot of churches are saying, well, we, we don't want to participate. We're not, we're, we just think as a Christian, we ought not to even be involved in politics at all. That is a weak-hearted, weak-standed position. Yeah. And it, I think it has no biblical support at all. Nevertheless, that's what a lot of people are saying. But the reason is because I think they cannot see the issues as clearly as they need to see them. I, um, speaking of a Christian, I, um, I see Camilla Harris as running for president. She's not running for vice president. Joe, Joe Biden is just an a, a, a empty shell that they're using to get her in. And Camilla Harris is, is evil as they come. She is a liar. She is wicked to the core. And so I asked a Christian family member of mine before I told them, told them my opinion. And this person is so Christian. On their voicemail, if they don't answer the phone, the voicemail go, praise the Lord. Thank you for calling. I'm not in today. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the voicemail, may the Lord have mercy on you. Something like that, right? I asked that person, "How do you? what do you think about Camilla Harris? And they said, well, at least I can tell she's a strong woman. I'm like, what the? Camilla Harris is a strong woman. Give me a joint. I needed a joint. <laughs> you know, that's that's that is so shallow in our thoughts. Yeah, it has that has nothing to do has nothing to do with the real issues of the day and the issues that are changing America. Yeah, it's about what we need to do for public policy. It has nothing to do with whether you think she's a a attractive woman or a strong woman or whatever it may be has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I know it has to do with, it has to do with policies. Now, if she was, of course, uh, if she was demented in this, in a certain state, I think Joe, uh, Joe Biden is that way. You do wonder about how he's going to be able to, if he was president, how is he going to be able to function in office? He, he makes so many gaffes and they're not just gaffes. They're actually, they're actually malfunctions about his thinking about he last interview he had a couple of days ago. He called uh, Donald Trump. He called him George Bush. He was going to say George Bush and his wife is sitting there telling him, no, it's not George. It's not George. You can see her <laughs> mouth moving. Did you see that interview? He was saying, uh, you know, well, if we have four more years of George, uh, uh, blah, 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 she was going, I don't know this. That's not Donald Trump. That's Donald Trump. So he said, <laughs> so, Oh, I don't know. She was saying that. <laughs> and one time he said he was running for Senate. He, he, yeah, then he said, yeah, he said that too, right? <laughs> he said he said all kinds of stupid things. I know. But you know what? The left the about that. You know, Obama said a lot of stupid things too, but that they didn't care. <laughs> right. Mia, let me take a quick break. When I want to come back, I have two other questions. Then I want you to tell the folks how to listen to your show and, and get your books and all your good stuff. I got to take a break. All right. Back in a moment, folks. Bill, I got to ask you, are you at school right now or what? No, no, no. We're canceled for today. Uh, You know, we're having some ice here, so we're not going. Oh, okay. In your latest video on your YouTube channel, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, you talk about Joe Biden winning a constitution 
award back in 2017. Did that happen for real? Right. You know, that was a, that was several years ago. They had a they have an organization. I've forgotten the name of it right off the top of my head, but they 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 awarded him a, a Constitution award. But, you know, it's all j just the same as, you know, a lot of the awards that are given in our country. It has very little to do with substance as far as the Constitution is concerned no. on that point. It has to do with some political correctness. Joe Biden hasn't met a government spending program he didn't didn't love. Yeah. And he, he loves all of them. He loves every government spending unconstitutional project there possibly could be. You name it, he's there. Uh, he has supported communist China instead of the free Taiwan. He supports our movement into the United Nations, the World Trade Organization, and overruling and overruling our sovereignty. He's not about a constitution. It's not about following the law of the land. It's about globalism. And that's what Joe Biden's all about. So I think it's just a, it, it's actually ironic that he would receive such a thing as a constitution award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you also exposed the common... Yep. You also exposed the communist ties of the Democratic Party going back as far as FDR, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt. Um, what uh, should, why should Christians be concerned about communism? You know, that's, that is a great question, Jesse, and one that people really, uh, I think, all across the board need to be uh, awakened to and and then be uh, thinking about, and that is that communism is a is a view of the world. Marxism is a view of the world that there is no God, and it's all materialism. It's all based upon materialism. That is to say, that uh, it's the it's the amount of money or the amount of privileges, the amount of things that you have that make you a better person. So your personality and your character is determined by what things you own. Yeah. That's socialism. That's Marxism. So Marxism is the idea to change it and to, and to push it and, and redistribute all of the goods in society, in society, as well as the privileges in society, which is egalitarianism. So the worldview of Marxism. And so in order to accomplish it, they have had nothing but, number one, dismal, horrible records around the world. There's not one communist Marxist society that has been that has benefited and has been successful. Number two, it demands force. It demands a government from the top-down control force. And so communism has a legacy of untold millions upon millions of people murdered at the hands of communist dictators. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about in Hungary, whether you're talking about China, in Chile. It matters not. The same program and the same play is, it plays out everywhere. So... Christians need to be concerned about it because it is a materialistic worldview. And that is different from a God-centered worldview. Our character is not changed by the amount of money that we have or the privileges that we have. And even the black community needs to awaken to this. Our character is not changed by giving welfare. Yeah. Our character is changed yeah. when we turn to Christ and our problems of our society, individual heart problems and it's called sin has nothing to do with how much money you have or don't have so we have set ourselves on a course of Marxism and that happened really in the, what we call in the schools uh, the progressive era but that was even reaching back for from the time of Woodrow Wilson when the progressives took over and they bent society in their direction 
the communists had major impacts and influences even over FDR and particularly over uh, the well the wars that we fought you know we after after we jumped into the United Nations which was set up by communists and we jumped into it and they have ruled over us so we we haven't won a war since we've been involved in it have we we haven't won a war right we've we've only had police stations. we're still at war with korea we've never won that war that's we've been a temporary truce we lost in vietnam we're not we're not fighting wars the same way and we're not managing ourselves the same way because of that of the united nations communist organization which is dominated by communists so it's really it's really sad but it is anti-christian that's why communist societies want to eradicate god number one that's what they do that's what they say they do yeah, I've never thought that one day I would hear so many young men and women who are now saying that they are atheists rather than Christians. When I was growing up, that was nearly unheard of. Uh, do you think it's possible that this country can become a total communist country? Sure, absolutely. You know, you know, God's, God told the Israelites in the Old Testament he said that he was going to punish them for, for their sin and their their lack of the lack of personal integrity and personal morality. And he was allowing other nations to take them and to dominate them. And that will be the same thing with the United States. We're not going to escape the judgment of God by being so immoral. And we have encoded into law immorality, primarily in the abortion laws of 1973 and now in the homosexual marriages. We have encoded that into law. The first society in the history of mankind to put homosexual marriage on a par or make it a legal, a legal entity on a par with a family-based society that was God-given. First country in the history of the world to do it. I don't think that God's going to hold us guiltless unless we turn back and go a different direction, morally speaking. So if we become a communist society or country, the Christians going to have to hide behind rocks. Sometimes we're already hiding behind rocks in <laughs> yeah. California right now. You know, in California right now, if you go if you go to church, they say don't sing. The governor Newsom out there says now if you go if you go protest protest in the streets for Black Lives Matter, that's fine. But if you get into a church house with more than ten people and you sing, then there you may not sing, and that's their law then they're going to punish you. So they're hiding in the churches and they're not even singing. <laughs> That's I mean, amazing. In the, in, the, in the workplace, if you go, if you go into in a public school system and say, uh, I'm a Christian and I'm going to be talking about Christianity, you shut your mouth. If you're in the government society, you know, during Eric Holder's tenure in office, if you were in Eric Holder's Justice Department, you didn't go around talking about Christianity and being a Christian. You had to display rainbow flags on your desks because they that's what they wanted. They wanted you to support the homosexual community with a rainbow flag. You couldn't go in there and say, I'm going to put a Bible verse up. What's happening in, at the Air Force Academy? You put a Bible verse up, and what happens? The commandant comes marching down the hall, and you're out. You can't, you can't even, they're already hiding. We're already hiding to a degree. So uh, it's, it's going to get worse if a Joe Biden gets in there. It's going to get much worse. Yeah, yeah. Bill, tell the folks how to get to uh, uh, your radio show, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, how to get your books and all the good things you're doing. Amazing shows, by the way. Well, thank you so much for that, Jesse. I appreciate your contributions always on the website and everything. And yeah. uh, 
you know, uh, um, by the way, I want to ask you one question. I haven't seen your articles lately. I mean, uh, in at town uh, at um, World Net Daily and so forth. Have you? Are you still writing? Or are you? Yeah, I had to take a little break from it. I've been so busy, Bill. I feel like a white man, and so I don't have. To- <laughs> I'm doing the counseling every day. Uh, um, I'm booked up for that until <laughs> December. I'm uh, doing these shows. Okay. Um, I mean, it just I just haven't had time, so I had to put it on hold for a minute. Well, I'm, I'm sorry I derailed you. Well, to get to my <laughs> radio show, it's American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. The the uh, address is a .com address for the website, AmericanLibertyWithBillLockwood.com. That's the web address. I have a YouTube channel, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. Subscribe to it, and it gives you notices of the radio shows that we have. And, they're, they're, of course, they're uh, international now, so on that YouTube channel. I also have another YouTube channel called Writing for the Bible Brand. I take a Bible passage. I make application to what's happening in the country right now. It's only an eight-minute long thing where I'm sitting on my horse talking about some Bible principle. Yeah. And so that's writing yeah. for the Bible brand. So those two, writing for the Bible brand, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, those are the two YouTube channels, and the website's named the same with the .com address. The radio show is, of course, the same out of Wichita Falls, Lubbock, and Abilene. Well, I've watched those uh, writing for the Bible, and it's amazing to see you. You look like a real cowboy on the horse. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's my goal. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Bill, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on as usual, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Jesse, for having me, and, and the Lord bless your work. I appreciate all the things you stand for and the truth that you put out. Thank you so much for it. All right, buddy. God bless you. Amazing. Check out. Uh, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, folks. You will not be disappointed. You got my word on that. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it.